Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. This is John. Recently, we wrapped up the Scum and Villainy game that Johannes has been kindly running for us. And now we're moving on to play in a Band of Blades game, a military forged in the dark fantasy. We had our session zero, sort of character gen, talk about the session a bit last night. And I've recorded that because I think it might be interesting to some people out there. So, here we go. Does everyone have the roll 20 link? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Took a little while to load up, but it's, it's there now. Oh, man, I've got to say, the... Um... The little like table things they've done for like the rolls and whatever. Like, I see the, the the sample rolls you've done look pretty funky. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the functionality on the sheets is next level. Like it's the sheets are very handy. You can add oh. stuff as well, like custom whatever. Um, you can add clocks, progress clocks directly on your sheets. Nice. And it's all like you just click on the segments and it fills, and you can name it and. It's. I'm just blown away. <laughs> I've, I've got to admit, if I if I had to pick, like, out of the recent sort of Power of the Apocalypse games we've done, like, my favourite sort of Revelation-style mechanic to me, which sounds a bit ridiculous because Revelation for a mechanic, but it, it would be progress clocks because it's mm-hmm. such a it's such a simple and like elegant solution of like, yeah, you make a roll, it ticks off so many ticks. When it's full, whatever that is, is complete. Always. I love yeah. it. It's dead simple. Just what it needs to do. Not complicated. Happy days. Mm-hmm. And of course, with these games that we're playing, which now is Blades in the, uh, Blades in the Scum villain. Um, That's it. Villainy in the Band of Dog. Yes. Band of Blades is what I meant to say. I will get that scum wrong. Scum of the Blades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blade Scum. <laughs> That's that's it. No. Um, uh, all these games with the, with the progress clocks, it's directly interfacing. All like all these like random clocks you might come up with, whatever they might be at any point in time, it all interfaces seamlessly with the actual standard stuff nice. in the game, which is brilliant. I've got to admit as well, it seems to be a mechanic that seems to take great advantage of the fact that there's lots of games going on online. Because I'm not saying it's impossible to like track a progress clock by like writing yeah. it on an index card or whatever. Because of course you could do, but when you've got something like your Roll20 or your virtual tabletop and you can just have like a little graphic in the background, it seems to be, ta- it's nice to see a game that takes advantage of the the sort of like the newer formats rather than just sort of like taking an old game and sort of like gaffer taping it into the, the sort of new format, if you see what I mean. Well, it's essentially just a progress bar yeah, just yeah. in a clock form. It's just a visual trick, but it's it's, yeah, it's good. I yeah, like but, but I, I like I like I do like games when they have like a, a bit of a visual element to them because obviously we we know like you can play like games with fairly minimal character sheets and minimal numbers on them and stuff like that. But most people are sort of fairly visual creatures, so it's like I mean that that's why even like in the digital age we still have like analog like watches and stuff like that because that's sort of almost like how we're taught to sort of recognise things visually. A lot of us. So it's nice just to have it there. I can look at it and go, oh, the clock's half full. That means I'm halfway to doing my goal rather than just sort of going, oh, yes, I've got five out of ten and whatever. Yeah, I'm 40% of the way there. Yeah, it's like, yeah, why it's, you don't roll easy. 20? You have like your tokens with like your health bars and stuff like that on them 
because again it's a visual thing rather than just an abstract oh i've got 10 hit yeah, points i'm looking through the sheets now they really do embrace the clocks on these ones yeah so uh yeah feel free to calm through those i'm just looking for the uh, there's a sort of laid out how to start the game thing. Uh, a lot of this Shall will we be. Begin? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has begun. I was going to say, yeah, I should probably explain to anyone who's listening to this that we, we've sort of wrapped up the first chapter of the Scum and Villainy game that Johannes was kindly running for us, um, which is on the, the YouTube channel. Um, we're now going to do a. Another Forged in the Dark game, Band of Blade, which is like a sort of military fantasy mm. style game. So this recording is basically us doing like the Session Zero bit and chatting a bit about the game and prepping and stuff like that. It's like Session Zero, but also the intro because you play through a scenario. Yeah, there might be some to... gameplay. Like yeah, yep, yeah, yep. We'll we'll see if we get enough rants in to edge that out or not. Let's see. Don't um... tempt me. <laughs> Okay, um, just going through. Man, these sheets do look amazing. Yeah. Also, let it be said that Band of Blades is one of those games uh, that I think we should have more of this in games in general. Let me revise that statement. That explain things a lot. So when they say a thing, they will have in uh, italics below it, even just like entire pages almost full of like how does that work like what does this thing mean and that's a good thing man you get you get so many books where like they'll they'll quote something and then you don't actually get the explanation for like until like a later chapter and by the time you've sort of got to the explanation you sort of then have to flick back to remind yourself what it was in the first place or you end up jumping around in the book it's nice to see things like here's this and here's what it means in the same place yeah, because if if you say when you use sway, it's you're you're being charming or whatever, and it's like okay, yeah, that's the sort of like general lingo that we all yeah. have in our heads from having played role playing games. But then it breaks it in, like so. What does that mean in this particular instance? Like, what does that actually mean? I was just going to say, I'm guessing we've lost Matthew either, or what I've said is just like pained him so intensely that he's been like that for like five minutes. <laughs> no, he's. The internet uh, demons got to him. Yeah. And there he there, is. There he is. Look, cheeky chap. Oh, he's got to go. Oh, he's gone. Managed to get into the roll 20 link, all right, love. Yep, I'm looking at the officer because mm. that's the one I clicked on. I'm looking at the scout that that would track, Hannah. That's <laughs> uh, also, well, was that Matthew coming in? No, that was Matthew who's dropping out like his video. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, typical. Oh, oh, here is we go. Back? Is he back? Did was you that, apply? It, yeah. I was, I was trying any... to make a point, and the internet was like, "Nah, mate, get off the street." <laughs> if, if it's any consolation, Matthew, I did get some amusement by the fact the first time you you sort of like went, it froze with you like this. Huh? 
And I was yeah. like, either Matthew's dropping out or like what I've just said to like really pained him. Really and then the second time it froze on you're like Yep, mid conversation. What I was trying to say is I enjoyed the fact that the book is a nice overview, like at the beginning, a nice clean just overview of everything and then goes into everything goes into each part in more detail with examples as you go through the book. Yep. Sometimes people forget that that's really helpful. Yeah, trying to learn. True I do like these sheets. I would say one thing that I wish they'd done though. I wish they'd mm-hmm. highlighted the each of the specialist special like like special ability, like was slightly highlighted or different, just so you know that like that's the their shtick. Yeah, which one is which? Like which yeah. one is the thing for that particular yeah, I guess yeah. I guess but uh because that's their standout feature, and you need—that's the thing you need to think. When should I use that? Because it's like once a mission type deal, if I recall. Yeah, you get used as you know. You don't roll the spe- well, We'll get all into all that. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah uh, kudos to whoever made the sheets. I don't think I have their name at the ready now, but whoever I think did they're this. Official. I think they're from actually the the publisher. Yeah, but. Presumably, like there was a person. Oh yeah, yeah. but I mean, like it's not—it's not like some poor soul sat there and worked out how to make this look cool. Props to them. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, let's close that. Uh, Also, as you're looking at the the sheets, don't worry about uh, being interested in the same ones uh, as far as the legionnaires go, because that Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Like you, you can have multiples. Oh, we'll be, we'll be playing all kinds of them. Yeah, the yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, a whole whole bunch of people that we have in our game here. Uh, I think I finally—I don't want to jump ahead, but I think I finally decided which of the the roles I want to play on the, on the campaign level. If, okay. if, I, if yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to, uh, get to that. Yeah, you were talking before, so I was like, I don't know which one I want to do. I'm. Um... This is one of the th- those things that you've been looking at uh, a book for a role-playing game book, and you know all the stuff that's in there, <laughs> but you don't yet have the exact memory of where yeah. in there it is. And I'm doing that thing now where it's like, I've looked at this thing for where a, is it? Yeah. a lot of the time, but I, I cannot find it. Well, well, I'll tell you what. How about to, to get us all in the mood? I'll do, I'll read the um, the brief description off the back in my best sort of dramatic okay. like okay, fantasy yeah, yeah. voice. I'm just going to loosen my pants slightly, John. Okay, so here we go. The Legion is in retreat following a failed battle against the armies of the undead. You are a member of the Legion. Your bonds to one another forged in the dark by bone and blood. But time is running out as more fall to the indomitable forces of the Syndiking. As legionaries, you must make it to Skydagger Keep before you're cut off or overtaken by the undead. Paying horrifying costs, you'll employ offences, manoeuvres, unwise bargains and desperate gambits as the ever-ticking clock nears its final hour. Do you have what it takes to outwit, outrun and outlast the endless hordes of the undead? Or will your band of blades break beneath the Syndiking's iron fist? Play to find out in Band of Blades, a standalone forged in the dark RPG of dark military fantasy. This summer, <laughs> coming to a Next cinema year, you. 
This this summer, one soldier cannot change fuck all because the Cinder King don't care. Don't give no fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know it's funny. I was going to ask you a question, Hannes, but I found the answer myself. These these sheets really do have everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> okay, here I think I think did I find it? Is this it? Oh. Okay, yeah. I think I'm thereabouts, if nothing else. Okay, so uh, for anyone looking for sort of reference material uh, for this, so again, we're playing Band of Blades, which John has just read the ad copy off the back of. And the number one uh, sort of uh, reference for this, what this game is and what it's being influenced by is... Um, the Black Company by Glenn Cook. Uh, if you want to get the feel for this kind of thing, uh, go and read that. It's a it's a pretty damn good book. I've got to admit, I've never actually read it, but I mean, having not looked to this, I might give it a read. I've heard people recommend it numerous times yep. before. Yeah, the to uh, highlight <laughs> just how deep uh, the influence is. The Black Company is about a mercenary group that hires itself out and they have these distinct roles in the legion and they do missions uh there's some very distinct good and bad guys uh in in the fiction of thing and um uh, it has uh so for band of blades we have these uh undead lieutenant type figures there's all that stuff is in there as well and uh the uh the black company book is told from its um it's a viewpoint book from the person who keeps the chronicles of the Black Company. So the the guy that records everything that the Legion does, and it's it's told from basically you're reading the chronicle book. A lawkeeper. So you you get like the in character voice of the person writing it. Like this happened today. That was uh, bad for these reasons, uh, and I don't think X, Y, and Z. Uh, it's uh, quite enjoyable i found and it's a whole series as well like if you get into it there's a lot of books you could go and read i think a dozen or so maybe even. i think he might still be going actually cool but, yeah, yeah so anyway um but band of blades okay so we are going to start with well first of all let's talk about expectations here so so we're all well. I'm not because I'm, I'm going to be playing uh, uh, the world. Uh, you are the Cinder King, <laughs> and every, and the peasants as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What kind of thing we're interested in exploring? This the concept is that the armies of the uh, kingdoms of the east, which have come to the west to confront this Cinder King, there was a climactic battle and the Cinder King's forces just destroyed the uh, armies of the East that had come over here to do battle. And um, we're starting from the fallout of that. Uh, hu humanity's greatest strength has been absolutely destroyed uh, in this part of the world. And our story concerns the ragged remnants of the Legion 
that are fighting uh, are doing a fighting retreat to this mountain stronghold um, to winter there basically and then send word to the eastern kingdoms like and and hold the undead at the mountain so what kind of uh, things in relation to that are we interested in exploring what kinds of horror um, what are we cool with uh, as, as far as content goes well, I was just going to say yeah. that um, one of the things that this reminds me of, and being like a big sort of Babylon Five fan, is like there's one of this. They always do the bit at the start of the series of like, oh, this this space station was our last best hope for peace, and like, and then later on, it's like it failed, and you see like all the wars yeah, are, and like, then, destroying it, yeah, and then they're like, yeah. oh, they're they're sort of trying to salvage what they can and sort of make something out of that situation. I was saying other different genres, but this reminded me very yeah. much of that. Oh, you know, we went out in our proud armies. We we're like, yeah, we're going to like kick the Cinder King's ass. And now we're like, oh shit, it's <laughs> failed. Like, what What do we do now? Yeah, it's failed and we just handed the Cinder King a lot of bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and we know what happens when you do that to a necromancer. So, uh, Yeah, so are we all familiar with sort of zombie cinema, zombie serials? Yeah. Uh, comics that kind of thing so we're or is good yeah so so the the baseline is there's going to be like almost uh every well there's there's living people there as well working for the cinder king which like those are some interesting folks uh but uh there's most of the enemy is going to be the reanimated dead now um there's all kinds of those uh which we'll get into uh we can make some choices in like what kind of things we're going to encounter but uh baseline is it's going to be a lot of undead uh, yeah. coming in uh different varieties and um different sort of thematic tropey styles as well and uh yeah so if we're all good with let's say baseline zombie movie i think we're probably good for pretty much everything that the game is going to throw us content-wise in yeah. that we, we recognize that there's probably going to be some blood and guts before we're done. Well, I think uh, it, it, it's, it's military fantasy, isn't it? It's a, it's a fairly safe assumption. Even without the zombie element, it's fairly safe. Mm -hmm. It's that whole like, war is hell sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's fairly safe to say there's going to be sort of scenes of violence and unpleasantness because it's yeah. the aftermath of a war. And yeah, then like, you and say the you enemy... put zombies on top of it. <laughs> Yeah, and the enemy is like just completely inhumane. Yeah, <laughs> like they they have no concerns about human morality at all. So, yeah, humanity they gave that up. Yeah, but that's that's what happens when you die. Opted out. Yeah. Uh, even if, like I said, some of them do live, which that's a commentary on <laughs> on those people. But we'll we'll see how we deal with those kinds of people when we meet them in game. So then we can talk about our version of the Legion because we will be embodying all of that. Mm -hmm. are, are they out for themselves? We know that it's a like a legendary mercenary company, like vaunted, highly valued, legendary group of people who have a glorious history in battle. Now they are mercenaries, so are they out for themselves or do they or is did they have humanity's best interest at heart or has that changed from one to the other now that shit's going downhill what do you guys feel about that 
I think I think it would be nice to play people who aren't just in it for themselves. Yeah, because whilst I'm not saying you couldn't have interesting stories doing that, I think it'd be nice. I mean, like I say, I'm just sort of spitballing because I don't know the exact yeah. sort of parameters yeah. of it, but um, it'd be nice, you know, if we were thinking of, oh, you know, we we need to do this retreat, but maybe if we retreat, maybe we can we can do something else and we can turn it around, you know, because obviously a lot of it's going to be fairly sort of dark and grim. It'd be nice if we could have like mm-hmm. a bit of optimism in there, you know, like a, or maybe if we can get to Sky Dagger Keep, we can like marshal like a resistance or something like that, yeah. even if it eventually turns out not to be possible, rather than us just being like, oh shit, we've got to like leg it and like look after ourselves. And... I think from my perspective. Yeah, we need some hope of some sort. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't there's... be just totally bleak. <laughs> there, should, there should be like a certain amount of realism, but I think maybe a sense of honor that they don't want the lives that have been lost to be in vain and uh-huh. they believe that for everyone it's it's best if the cinder king is stopped and yeah. the best chance of that is uniting with other people I, I agree with that i mean i think obviously whenever there's any sort of like tragedy or sort of like loss in war or anything like that people always try and console themselves with the fact that you know maybe some change can be affected by it maybe things can be better in the future you know you sort of cling to that hope don't you you can learn from it yeah yeah you know you sort of like you, like, like as matthew was saying you don't want all that horribleness that happened to be in vain really and i think it'd be nice to sort of have a bit of that feeling in it then you get the kind of the only people who've survived are the worst kinds of people yeah well, <laughs> because they've they've uh, done horrible things to, to keep alive yeah, I mean that that might be the case, but I think it is human nature to try and sort of uh, to try and make some sense out of things like this, and you know try and try and find you've got to find something to keep yourself going. I mean, mere survival at the start's all right because you're like, oh, well, we just need to get out of this mess and like survive. But I think once you've got beyond that initial stage, you need to have something else to sort of keep you putting one foot in front of the other and keep going. Rather, because otherwise, I think once you got to like Sky Dagger Keep, it'd just be like, and I know that's the end of the game if you make uh-huh. it to Sky Dagger Keep. It's not really a spoiler, <clears> it's, it's yeah. But um, obviously, sort of that, that that's the game. Obviously, if you if from an IC point of view, the, the world doesn't end if you reach Sky Dagger Keep. So I think it'd be nice to have some sort of sense of like, oh, you know, if we make it there. Maybe we can like marshal whatever people we've got left, or get reinforcements, or maybe we can do something about it. Or even if like warning other lands so they're better prepared, you know, like like Matthew was saying and Hannah was saying, just just something that's like a, a faint sort of glimmer of hope in like all the darkness that's the rest of the setting. Yeah, I think where the interesting thing is though is the, is the, is the methods we use in the game and how the people change as we go through the game. That's where the interesting thing is. Like, what are they prepared to do to try and meet this mess? Like, how far are they prepared to go to survive? Will they lose their honor in the process? Will they become worse than the creatures that they're chasing them? Well, at the risk, at the risk of stereotyping ourselves horribly based on like our previous scum and villainy game, <laughs> I'm going to say that me, me and yourself are going to be extremely pragmatic almost to the point of mercilessness, Matthew. And Hannah is probably going to be the moral compass of the group. Possibly. 
No, uh, I no, was intending to be a thump monkey this time, but no, 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 right, that, that's that's absolutely fine. <laughs> Obviously, we, we 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 play different members of the Legion depending on what mission we're going in, so it will yeah. vary. But uh, and I, I'm I'm half joking, but I'm saying like previously in like Scum and Villainy, you had a very a character who was very sort of. I, I do like my shiny light heroes. Yeah, it's you, true. You, you like you like playing you like playing more, and that, and that's great. You like playing like a a more sort of heroic character. Whereas I certainly know for myself, I tend to sort of like go for more of like the darker themes and stuff like that. That's just, I mean, what can I say? Reformed World of Darkness players, so, you know. Well, I've relapsed now. Well, yeah, yeah. I've, 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 slid, <laughs> I've slid a bit back. I've had to turn in my coin to like World of Darkness players, Anonymous, but. Yeah, sliding back into the dank bin. I love this map as well. I think yeah. we're looking sweet. for more Evil Dead and less. Maggie, if we're going on zombie movies. Um, what well, I'm going to say... As a 28 days John, later in the middle's fine. Yes, absolutely. What I was going to say, John, if, if, you're, if you're recording the whole thing, yes. um, maybe sometimes when we do the campaign phase, which obviously it has to get into, maybe someone should share the map on the screen so people could see what we're talking about when we start moving around. and. See yeah, yeah, I, I, and I could easily like do that. I mean, normally... Um, Normally, when I'm sort of recording, like with the scum and villainy, I, I do have like the roll twenty screen, yeah. which is obviously the map on, on the video, and like us sort of down in one corner. So right. chances are good that the map will be on there. But I agree, yeah, because it's it's a very important part of the game, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Moving across the map and the locations, yeah, yeah, yep. So where do we begin, Redmaster? <laughs> How do we? Mm. Okay, so. Actually, gonna get some paper out. Take notes. T, 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 one thing I do find a bit weird about the map uh -huh. is um, not, not in like a bad way, but if you look at the locations, all of the locations, bar two of them, are in like little circles, like little sort of counters. But then there's two buildings that just look like normal sort of buildings you would see on a map. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I think. Well, I think you're referring to. Uh, Carlsberg, okay. and then the other one at the shore. Well, at least we know we'll be able to get some like poor lager in one of them, anyway. No, no, that's that's where we were. That's gone now. It's <laughs> no longer the best beer in the world. It's the most dead beer in the world now. It's Deadburg. Not sponsored by Carlsberg. The best beer in the world. <laughs> Carlsberg made zombies. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Carlsberg... That's uh, that's a loss. Uh, we're we're not going back there <laughs> anymore. So, so, so is it a case? Between... I was going to say, is it a case of like the ones that are just shown as buildings are like areas that have already been lost that we're not going to be exploring, whereas the ones that are like tokens are sort of the ones we're going to be. You could. It's um, uh, the token circle token things uh, are more. Yeah, with like Westlake, yeah, that's a place. However, yeah. uh, you could also like you're not going to be doing stuff inside Westlake all of the time. Like you, you're going to range out as well. Okay. So it's not 100% confined to the circle token area bits. Um, however, I don't. I think this might be another point of like that place has been lost to the Cinder King. 
Okay. I'm not 100% sure though. It could be, it could be just as an educated guess. It could be because you unlock, you can unlock special missions throughout the game, which are mm -hmm. location dependent, I think. So you may, you may open a special mission near those West Lake and East Lake that yep. are located in that, that thing down there. Like it might be somewhere you'd go for a very determined reason. Yep. But I think for now, let's go with the hypothesis that those are lost to the Syndicate. Because Carlsberg okay. yeah. for sure is. Uh, so. Okay. I think they exist on the map as a way of, like, for the person who picks where you go, you have an idea of, like, a route mm. you can take. Rather than just being the names of, like, the hyperimposed them. Yeah. That's cool. But again, I've only, I've only read part of the book so far. So. I'm excited mm -hmm. to learn. Well, like I said, I've recently just sort of reread through the introduction to it, but uh, I've not sort of read through the rest of it in depth. And obviously, I'm not reading any of the GM stuff for obvious reasons. Yeah, a lot of this is very similar to Scum and Villainy. It operates on the same sort of parameters. So that's it for this episode of the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast obviously that's not all there is of the session zero but i'm splitting it down into a few different episodes we hope you've enjoyed this and you found this an interesting insight into how we start some of our games if you want to get in touch with us you can leave us a message on the speakpipe app there'll be a link in the description or you can send us an email the address is rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com until we see you next time take care stay safe and keep gaming Thank you.